0: welcome in or welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Stephanie. Most everyone calls me cricket. And this is my leap of faith, a podcast, a place to talk about life and how I'm learning to live it according to God's word, which as you've heard most times is easier prayed than done. But we'll continue to dive into scripture, grow in faith, eventually fail and start all over again. As always, I pray the words you hear are familiar, encouraging and right on time. Thanks for listening. You're listening to easier prayed than done. that we know what our priorities are, God, spouse, kids, job, the rest of it, well how do we stick to them? I am easily distracted by things of this world. Just at work, for instance, I'll come in with a to-do list, but if I open my email first, (laughs) I'll never even get to that list. I also waste a lot of time trying to meet unrealistic expectations I've set for myself. I must work a full-time job, farm, be a wifey, a mama, keep a household, serve my church and my community, and do them all very well. And in doing that, I'm learning that I'm missing out on a lot. Missing the point of this life. I've been wanting to share the story of a Bible character or figure at some point this season, but it just hasn't worked out yet. But in my struggle to reprioritize and quit wasting so much time on the little stuff, I've been praying and God led me to the story of two sisters. Their names are Martha and Mary of Bethany, sisters of Lazarus. You may have heard of him. Kind of a big deal. Jesus raised him from the dead. And we'll get to that. But not much is known of their family's origin other than they're from Bethany, a little town outside of Jerusalem, and they're good friends with Jesus. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Oh, there is nothing worse than hearing that your sibling is right. That'll make you grumpy. And I am 100% a Martha. I know there's a lot of Marthas out there, probably a lot of Martys too. I mean, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, is sitting in your living room and you can't get out of your own way long enough to enjoy his company. Sound familiar? Now, Mary, she's got it. She is present. She said, hey, this opportunity doesn't happen all the time. I'm going to go hang out with Jesus and soak up all of his knowledge and wisdom. Tell me how to do life, Jesus. Now, this is not Martha bashing. I'm on team Martha. You see, both of the sisters were devoted to Jesus. They just did it in a different way. Perhaps Martha was blessed with the gift of service. Like me. We talked about those spiritual gifts a few episodes ago. She likes serving in the background. It is her way of contributing to the ministry. In my study, I saw words like practical, doer, servant to describe Martha, whereas Mary, more of a thinker. She's more in tune with her spiritual side. Martha, you could say, just needs a little reminding now and then, which, as you just heard, Jesus just just did. He said, Martha, Mary's doing what is right. Come on in. Have a seat. Get to know me. The next time we hear about the family is Lazarus's death. Jump ahead to John chapter, which is the next book in the Bible, John chapter 11. So Lazarus had fallen ill and Jesus was out of town. So they sent word to him. No doubt hoping that he would come and heal their brother. But even though Jesus loved Lazarus and the family, he didn't come. Lazarus passed away, was put into the tomb. Jesus showed up after Lazarus had been entombed for four days, and it was only after Martha's confession of faith that he miraculously raised Lazarus from the dead, Many witnessed it and put their faith in Jesus as the Christ. Now, in John chapter 11, we're going to go down to verse 21. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection of the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. After this confession, Jesus sent for Mary, who was back at home. And when Mary heard that Jesus was asking for her, boy, she jumped up and she went and did what Mary did. In verse 32, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet. Now, this is the part where even though Martha confessed again, she needed a little nudging. Verse 38, John chapter 11, verse 38. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, There she goes again, but, but, but. But, Lord, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been in there four days. And then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Get it together, Martha, shut up. (laughs) And that's when he called Lazarus out of the tomb, and he was raised from the dead. The next time we see the family... Is in John chapter 12. There's Lazarus hanging out with Jesus at dinner. Martha is again serving and Mary is doing what she has always done. Now, before I read this, I was really hoping that we would see Martha at the feet of Jesus. And no doubt, things had probably changed after she saw her brother raised. But it doesn't say that. So this is where we really learn the unconditional devotion, the extravagant love that Mary has for Jesus and what we should strive for. It says, six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus's honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. And then Mary took out a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. Pausing for a moment, that was a big deal. I learned that back in the day, women did not take their hair down, let alone use it to cleanse the feet of a man. One of Jesus' disciples, who eventually went on to betray him, you know his name, Judas, he was not happy about this. He said, basically, she was wasting this perfume on his feet and that It should be sold and the money should be given to the poor. When really he didn't care because he was a thief and he was going to betray Jesus for money anyway. So it was just always about the money. But here we go again. Jesus giving this final nudge in front of everybody. In Mary's defense, he said in verse 7, Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Something that I gather Mary probably was in tune with very early on, which is why she spent so much time at his feet and knew his death was coming. He wouldn't always be there. Now, as I was preparing for this episode, I was in the studio and a funeral procession was going by. So, you know, normally where I'm from, cars pull off to the side of the road. And if I'm in the studio, I just turn my music all the way down and pay my respects. And then it kind of hit me, you know, the only time that we ever stop what we're doing or drop everything completely is when somebody passes, when they pass away. You know, work doesn't matter anymore. What your house looks like doesn't matter anymore. Nothing really matters anymore, especially when it's, you know, a family member, a close loved one. The world just stops. But then you're full of all these shoulda, coulda, wouldas. I should have sat at his feet and listened I should have hung out with him a little bit more when he was at the house. I should have spent more time talking, getting to know that person. That's no good. Lucky for us, there's still time to get to know Jesus, to get to know God through him. But in order to know God, we have to put the distractions aside. In Psalm 46, verse 10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. Knowing God promises a life of peace. Knowing God gives you a partner, someone to walk alongside you and carry your burdens and your stress. Not making life easy, but making it a little easier. In my Bible, which is the women's devotional Bible from the Zondervan Corporation, it is full of reflections and devotions that go along with these passages. And right after we get to know Mary and Martha for the first time, this is what it says in the reflection, which I think is perfect way to wrap up. I'm going to jump around a little bit. It says, to be blunt, life is simply too demanding and overwhelming at times to think I can manage without knowing the one who rules the winds and waves that batter my little vessel. We ask too much of ourselves to try to trust a stranger. Not even a lifetime will be enough to know God completely, but our smallest efforts will be richly rewarded for the effort is repaid with joy and power beyond all expectation That's from Carolyn Custis James. So it's okay to be a Martha. We need a little reminding from time to time. As long as our heart was with God and we're trying to connect and get to know Jesus and strive to be Mary. Thanks for listening and come back next week. I'll have another new episode because everybody could use a little Jesus in the middle of the week. Thank you for listening to Easier Pray Than Done. For more episodes, go to froggykycountry.com and download the app.